the cutting edge is where numbers happen. I mean, you can't be producing if you're not always looking for that next deal. Hello and welcome to episode 109 of the Smart Agents Podcast. My name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. In today's episode, we are joined by Darren Sherbert. After a successful career in the hospitality industry as a sommelier, the COVID pandemic struck and he had to pivot. Moving back to his hometown, Darren began his real estate career under great mentorship and has hit the ground running. In addition to using his skills acquired as a sommelier, a passion for photography is allowing Darren to provide exceptional service to his clients while building a strong reputation in his market. Now, before we get on to the day's featured interview, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents Podcast. You can find the show on all major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. Also, if you or someone else on your team has an awesome story or real estate tips to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on to the day's featured interview with Darren Sherburn. You can tell just how passionate he is about his work, and I really enjoyed our conversation. Really, the way I like to start everything out is if you could uh, just introduce yourself a little bit to us, so who you are and where you're at in the country. Sure. My name is Darren Arnosky Sherburn. I'm a realtor in the Upper Valley of Vermont and New Hampshire. As we're separated by the Niagara River, we're able to work in both states rather easily. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, tell me a little bit about your background because I know it's a little bit more. You know, it's it's not something you got right into real estate right out of the gate. Absolutely. So I actually was on the hospitality track for 13 years. Uh, I went to Johnson Wales down in Providence, Rhode Island and picked up the sommelier trade. So I'm actually a certified sommelier in the quarter of master sommeliers. And that was um, in line with what I was doing employment wise before COVID shut everything down. And that was when I took the leap headfirst into real estate. And I haven't had an hourly position since. Right. Yeah. So I'd imagine it was COVID and kind of, you know, really kind of shutting down the hospitality industry there for a while. What Absolutely. kind of pushed you towards? Yeah. So when we, um, when COVID shut down where I was working, there was no to-go facilities or no to-go um, setup as far as uh, procedures go. So there was no business to pick up. Um, and I had already been working on my real estate licensure. So it was kind of a natural progression when forced to stay home to pursue something that I didn't necessarily have as much time for previously. Right. So kind of what was it that really, you know, pushed you in the direction of real estate when uh, when that came? Looking for a career change, hospitality tends to be thankless. Uh, I had also found that in my home area, the hospitality positions were less revered and, and much more, you know, standard format, hourly wage, base pay, senseless meetings rather than the stuff that I've been doing down South, which was more sommelier focused, you know, the wine is pretty cutting edge and it's also a highly intellectual field. So I was, you know, always rubbing elbows with some pretty knowledgeable people. And I recognized that I was looking for a change of pace and uh, especially up where I'm from hospitality is a little bit more simplified to say the least. Right. So, you know, getting into the real estate industry, what, um, you know, How's it been going since you've, since you've been in? Phenomenal. So I am incredibly fortunate that my trajectory into real estate was accompanied by a mentor, a very longtime realtor, uh, where we are, Dale Bromley. I, I essentially, I, I commonly say that I owe everything I have to him because he really did uh, hand me a really incredible career through a lot of hard work, <laughs> not going to lie. 
um, and a lot of a lot of running around and a lot of long hours. I've never worked more in my life, but I've never felt more rewarded for my labor. Uh, and I'm incredibly thankful to him for that. And to, uh, you know, my whole brokerage too. I mean, I was just a 26 year old kid when I started doing this <laughs> and they were all very tolerant and very, um, very kind to me when I started out, um, which I was incredibly thankful for. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, talking about the, having a, having a mentor, right. And I think that kind of really goes in line with some of your previous experience, because I'd got to imagine that you had some really great mentors going up through the ranks. And so was, was that something you sought out when you were getting into real estate? It was not something I sought out, but it was something that I recognized the value in. Um, I was incredibly fortunate to have some really great um, influences in my sommelier history. Um, it's one of the reasons that I give back to my community is because I unfortunately saw a lot of these really great influences fall into what alcohol will naturally be, which is uh, uh, intoxicant. And so I contribute to a local um, healthcare board as a way of kind of giving back from my time and kind of paying homage to some of those mentors that maybe aren't still around, you know, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of really intellectual people, but I, I definitely, I, I, when offered this opportunity with my mentor, I jumped on it and essentially it was how high, you know, how, what, what is the call? What is the command? I will do it because I've saw everything is a valuable experience. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, as you've, as you've kind of gotten into the real estate industry, what is it that have, that you've kind of done to make a name for yourself and to start bringing in clients and leads? So it's definitely a word of mouth business where we are while, uh, while, um, Social media and other avenues of business generation are valuable. It's very much who's on the streets, who's where at the right time, meeting with people, rubbing elbows. Um, that has been something I've been incredibly fortunate to pick up through my mentor, but also through uh, my area knowledge since I'm from here originally. A lot of folks know my family, my relatives. Um, kind of hard to meet someone I don't know through some degree of separation. Uh, I have really become a producer in the way that I'm always looking for the next deal, the next buyer, seller, client, whoever I can help, however I can, that's my go-to. Uh, if it's needing to move some furniture, I will help with that. If it's anything, I, I'm, I'm very happy to contribute. The other thing I do that um, gives me a fair amount of advantage, in my opinion, is that I do all my own photography and videography, drone and Matterport for all of the listings that I host. And I've been doing that um, pretty pretty much since the beginning. Yeah. What was it that made you want to do that, uh, you know, yourself? Was it just something that you had like kind of a passion for, or, you know, the photography and... I love RC stuff. I grew up racing RC cars with my father. It's a hobby of ours that we uh, shared for a number of years and we still enjoy toys and things of that nature. But I actually um, was inspired because I had a photography session that I was not happy with the results from. And I said, I believe from my knowledge of technology and the price points and the consumer level of photography and videography equipment that I could replicate something better than I had received. And uh, after a number of tries and a number of properties listed with my photos, I was able to succeed. And my brokerage has a very strict photography policies as far as, you know, no clutter, no toilets, no magnets, things of that sort. So that definitely helped curate what my photography style real estate wise was because I didn't have experience shooting properties. I just knew how cameras worked. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I think that definitely helps to kind of have some guidelines to fit into. So you kind of know what direction mm -hmm. to go with that. Definitely. And and that's one of the other very 
fortunate elements of my mentorship is that my mentor was already a managing broker with Four Seasons Sotheby's International Realty. So, I mean, talk about resources and uh, global presence. It's been helpful because we do have a lot of people that have moved to New England through the past 24 months from out of the area. Yeah. Tell me about that. What's the, you know, since you, uh, you obviously got into real estate during a global pandemic, a little bit different than a lot of people just a year prior to getting into real estate than you did. What was that? Uh, what's that experience been like with it being so different than what some of your mentors had kind of gone through? It was very impersonal for the first six to 12 months because everything was still, you know, COVID just acknowledgement forms and sign in sheets and tracking contacts. Are you from out of the state? You have to quarantine for two weeks uh, and working in two different states. That meant two different sets of regulations. Uh, so we were always, I mean, that was the topic of discussion with my brokerage. And I was very thankful for that, that they kept us well informed. Um, I am a people person. I am a very social person. So it was tough to not be able to hit the streets like I knew my mentor had previously. But we made an effort when things started to open up to respect guidelines, but start having lunches again and start, you know, going out and just, you know, if we saw some people that were chatting comfortably within a safe distance from each other, we'd participate. And and that we we did our best and up here is a little different, you know, in, in rural Vermont, there's a lot of ability to get out and to mm-hmm. be separate. So if, it, if we're looking at a land listing, I mean, we were totally fine to just walk outside as far as we were all spread apart and we all hand sanitized and kept our safe distance. Um, but then there were the instances where everything would be just locked down because the word COVID floated in the air. And so it definitely, it provided challenges, but it provided a couple, a couple renovations that I think a few industries needed, you know, hospitality, especially my former industry got a huge overhaul as far as policies, practices, and just the treatment of those employees, which is much needed. Um, And we see some benefits in real estate in the fact that, you know, remote closings are acceptable. I know I have a couple sellers right now that are very happy with the fact that they are pressured to be in a room in a social setting that maybe they don't want to be in, you know, they just want to, you know, be right. Be free of it. Right. Yeah. I, you know, some of the people I've talked to that have kind of same situation as you are, you kind of got into it without having previous knowledge mm-hmm. or like really kind of previous habits mm-hmm. of how things worked to where you kind of got to set your own, you know, you, you were kind of on the forefront of changing the industry a bit and to kind of be able to kind of set some of those new practices and way, ways of doing things. I agree. And I think that the, a lot of old mentalities are being shed. And um, I am incredibly fortunate to be on that cutting edge, especially just with my generation. I mean, technology has been a part of my life since I was programming an old apple to make lemmings walk off the edge of a cliff. You know, it, it was very rudimentary, but I still saw the inception of it. And I, it was just so, it's such a part of my life that I, don't realize how hard it is for some other people. So I offer that service to anybody. If anybody needs computer help, I'm always like, let me just see what, (laughs) let me just plug some things in and, you know, maybe reboot, reset. Um, And we, I think that that's the biggest change is that there are agents that have done things a certain way and it's worked for them for some time, but the cutting edge is where numbers happen. I mean, you can't be producing if you're not always looking for that next deal. And it's not meant to be soulless. It's just part of what 
the churn is. And I think that we're fortunate up here that we have a pretty regular churn as far as people moving in, moving out, aging, divorcing, any change. Well, I think if, if anything, the last couple of years has shown us that you can use technology to create better personal community, you know, connections with people just like this. I mean, we're thousands of miles away from each other, talking to each other, can look at you in the face and talk to you. You know, it's not, you know, previous to this, uh, it probably would have been a phone call and, Mm -hmm. you know, very much, you know, very less personal connection than what we're doing right now. And it's definitely helped with so being on um, a couple of different boards for local um, organizations. It's been so helpful for if I have to squeeze in a meeting to be able to say, yeah, I mean, I'm in my truck, but I'm so happy to just sit in Microsoft Teams for 40 minutes and just chat. I'll have my lunch, you know, like, you know, it's it enjoying sunshine. It's definitely the ability to work and participate remotely being acceptable is a positive development, in my opinion. Right. And like you said, in your uh, part of the country, the amount of people that have come in in the last mm-hmm. 24 months or so, having that ability to do the remote closings and even the remote showings and all that really helps out those folks that maybe be, you know, that, who knows, maybe they're in California looking to move. And, great buyers. You, you know, you can't make a trip every weekend to go check out some houses. No. And I've been very, uh, so I, I use my equipment all the time. So I'm doing, like, I just put together a first person view walkthrough video tour with a gimbal that I have, as well as flying my drone around to give a true sense of place. Uh, I offer those services to buyer clients because they're far away. And I don't necessarily rely on every listing to be a 100% picture perfect representation of what property is. I account for the fact that things happen and and there's, you know, maybe an incidental exclusion, but either way, my buyer shouldn't suffer for that. So I will go, you know, I mean, it, and it's as simple as using iMovie on my uh, laptop to cut it together and put some fade in, fade out, but it's a huge asset to be able to say, Hey, here's the walk around. And then here's the fly around, check it out. Yeah. What was it that made you really, you know, want to provide those kind of services uh, to people? You said, you know, you had the, you know, the passion for the technology and things like that. But to be able to provide uh, these, you know, these these buyer leads and these buyer customers, you know, most of the time they might get some pictures. They might get a walkthrough, if that. But, you know, to really customize these videos for them and kind of give them these first person views of things. It's a desire to provide as much as I can. It's always been my my goal. It's been what drove me into hospitality and drove me into the wine industry. I just, the more service and the more I can offer, the better I feel about myself. <laughs> and that may be a flaw, but at the same time, I'd rather have that flaw. <laughs> and I think that it's really, you know, the I become very emotionally connected, especially when people are planning to move to my home area. I have a lot of love for this town and for these surrounding townships. And so I just thrive on talking about what I know, who to go to, where to get your produce, where to get your protein. And that video tour is all a part of that. I mean, some people don't want to see that it's right on a highway and maybe some agents won't show that, but you need to know that if you're going to work with me, because I don't do, it's real estate. <laughs> it's, you know, there's no flub, there's no fluff. It's all just, it's what it is. And that's what we're in the business of. So I, the more I can give someone a proper demonstration of what a property looks like from afar, the better value I feel I'm offering. Right. And I got to imagine, you know, I mean, you are, you know, 
you're just a couple years in, but what's, you know, being to providing that level of service to people, what has it done in terms of, you know, your referrals or just kind kind of that word of mouth, like, Hey, when these people do move in and they've used you just, you know, kind of the level of, um, uh, you know, just the kind of that reputation that you're starting to build in your community. It's It's been incredibly helpful. And it's all part of what I refer to as the churn. Um, I'm just so interconnected with so many people just because of my existence. And that's what I love. I, I'm a homeowner in a community. I have a wife to be who works in the community. They all, everyone knows her family. My family, my grandfather is a, a noted author. My mother works with and for a local newspaper that connection just feeds my business. And that's a good thing because I'm also feeding the community in return. I'm giving, you know, people the opportunity to sell their home and relocate or giving families that, you know, they're living children from COVID who are now finding that they need to have their own space. We can look for a house and we can, you know, I can connect them with the lenders. I know the contractors, I know the inspectors that I know are not going to just give them a report full of contact another professional. They're going to give them some recommendations. And that's so one of the, so um, I worked for a really notable restaurant called the ocean house or a, a hotel called the ocean house down in Westerly Rhode Island. And one of the largest takeaways I had from that employment experience was when you were to walk a guest to another employee, you were to tell that employee how they were going to help that guest. You weren't going to force that guest to explain again why they came to you initially. And that has stuck with me as just such an easy step to take. You already know why you're connecting these two people. So just create that bridge and allow them to carry the conversation forward from where you left off or where you are now unable to carry it forward it's just saves so much time and so much effort on everybody's parts to just repeat themselves constantly. Right. So you mentioned in your, you know, your family in the, the author in the newspaper industry. Mm-hmm. And, and I think also for your previous experience, you know, uh, I got to imagine, you know, storytelling Absolutely. is a very big part of your big life, you know, a very big part of your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the the people that can kind of tell that story of the home or the place that, you know, these uh, these clients are looking to move into, uh, I think really lends to building up that that market expertise and things like that. Is that something that you've kind of seen in your and really in both your careers, just kind of having that ability to create a story? It's the silly details that people care about so much. I mean, it's really amazing. And you're you're dead on. Uh, being a sommelier is being a storyteller. It's all booze. But at the end of the day, it's booze that came from a specific part of the world made by this guy. Maybe he's a big hairy hippie. Maybe he's this super OCD neat freak. You know, it's all what it is. And it's really cool to come to the table and say, this is my job. I'm here to pour this for you. I'm going to tell you about it. And I'm also going to pair some food with it for you. Um, with homes, it's a lot of the same. It's a lot of a lot of verbal dancing because you have to be careful to tell the story, but not tell too much. You have to tell the, you know, you have to broadcast what the seller wants you to say. And what I think of often is that the sellers here listening to me, even if they're not present, I always consider that they're here. And then I kind of will refer and say, well, I'll need to confirm with Brad or confirm with Bill, you know, whoever the folks are that I'm working with in in that property, I will always 
also defer to them at the end all before I confirm anything. And that's part of my storytelling because I may be mistaken. (laughs) I work with a lot of properties. I bounce around a lot and it's just human nature to have a Freudian slip here and there. And that's not supposed to jeopardize anybody's transaction. So I have to, it's something that I encourage everybody, disclose, 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 and honesty is the best policy. If you don't know, just tap out, say, hey, let me find who can give you that answer. Um, but the storytelling component, I mean, that's all Vermont is too. It's one of the best stories. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, kind of moving forward, we're now we're in uh, you know, middle of September here. What's, you know, kind of next year looking like? What are you, you know, like what kind of what are your big plans to kind of scale things up? Big plans are um we have a number of listings in the pipe. We're working on just further developing that go-to mentality. There's still a lot of competition up here. Uh, there's there's enough business that there are a number of brokerages that you will see sporadically and that's fine and, and they do great. Um, my plans, I've really been frugal lately because I'm not 100% sure of what's going to happen. Um, it's just a safe mindset. Also being in a, uh, you know, 1099 position, the peaks and valleys are very real. And unfortunately, I think that we lost a lot of new agents to those valleys. And I, I think that that's something that I've been also preaching to newer agents that I bump into or associate with. I, I practice a 50% model where I take 50% of my income and I stash it. And I account for my taxes out of that one half. But then I have 30% of my income that's been stashed away. And it's been very helpful throughout these past you know 12 months, especially. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also something that I plan on doing moving forward just for the sake of always being prepared for what could happen. Now, I'm not a pessimist. (laughs) If anything, (laughs) I'm actually an optimist to a fault sometimes. And I do have some strong feelings that 2023 will be a slower year, but not be a grinding halt to the housing market. Then again, I'm referring to my market specifically. Uh, That could be a totally different case elsewhere. But New England tends to be a little bit on an island. And that's not a terrible thing all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. And I think also by what you're doing and providing such exceptional services to people that regardless of what the housing market's doing, people are always going to be moving and, and changing locations. And mm-hmm. if you have created this uh, reputation for going above and beyond, you know, your clients, you'll be getting those referrals. And I also, so it's not something that I know every realtor is able to do, but I have also been diversifying my income streams within my marketplace heavily. So I recently uh, decided I wanted to start offering my services outside of just a couple agents in my brokerage, as far as my photography and videography goes. Mm -hmm. And that has been so crucial to my forecasting, because now I look at this, this hobby slash business endeavor that I have the ability to perform. And I see that as a way to be involved in transactions. My my goal is for my future planning, and hopefully this will be my entire career, is to have an involvement in every listing in the upper valley, be it buyer, seller, or photography. Now that's a pretty broad paintbrush to, you know, pretty broad, <laughs> pretty broad uh, right. goal 
in a pretty broad stroke with a paintbrush or whatever the verbiage is. However, I've already found that there's a number of agents that are very pleased with my work. They like that I know what they're looking for because it is real estate specific photography and it's what I've been doing. And that's also going to be helpful if the market changes. If there's only a few listings here or there and people know that I do photography and I do it for a reasonable value, I'm a sought out resource. And and I also... I think that that's any agent that can find a way to diversify without changing too much or impacting mm-hmm. their life in a negative way. It's only going to help you when the transactions do start slowing down. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I th- like you said, they're forecasting, right? You get to, you know, you kind of keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on. If, it, you know, if it wasn't your listing and you didn't have that ability to do the photography, you wouldn't really know what the ins and outs of that particular listing was, but you're, you're right there in it. And it's also a, a very nice way to keep things friendly with agents outside of your broker, because I am all about, we're in the same sandbox. <laughs> we're all going to work together eventually, like it or not. So might as well like, you know, I mean, and that's, and that's something that I, I work very hard to always be as cordial as possible. And even if something's going poorly, there's no, you know, it, you always find a way through and, and it's, yeah. The worst thing that can happen is a deal falls apart. <laughs> right. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. I, I can definitely see why you know you're having the success you are already in your career, and uh, uh, definitely going to be checking out some of your photography as well. Thank you. I'm happy to share, and happy to share anytime with anybody. I want to thank Darren for joining us today. I really like the idea of providing his photography services to fellow agents. I think it's a great way to keep his finger on the pulse of the local market while building those professional relationships. So once again, if you think you or someone else on your team has an incredible story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode. But remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and we'll see you on the next episode.